and happy Tuesday. I hope everyone is having a great week. Currently plotting my sunburn in the sun. And I can't fucking wait. I really very much sometimes like to do these terrible things to myself. (laughs) Today I want to talk about something I've been preaching about privately for a while. But it makes too much sense to keep it from you intelligent potatoes any longer. Today I want to talk about the self-fulfilling prophecy. I'll pull it from text, um, this information, because I really don't want to put this in my own words and muddy the definition and its origins. But the self-fulfilling prophecy was originally introduced by Robert K. Merton in his book, Social Theory and Social Structure. He defined it as the situations in which people's expectations can alter reality in the expected direction because the targeted person acts in accordance with the expectations. Self-fulfilling prophecy highlights the importance of definition of situations. Quote, if men define situations as real, they are real in consequences. Unquote. I want to look at this a little closer. The self-fulfilling prophecy, to me anyways, is a very curious thing. Because I see it happening all of the time in relationships with others in our opportunities with others or for others within myself. How we structure this outcome and then become surprised when the predicted outcome comes to fruition. It's like the concept of when the other shoe drops, right? I was chatting with my uh, lovely friend Chicken Tendies. Shout out Chicken Tendies. This one is for you, motherfucker. And him and I were discussing relationship anxieties. How when we're dating someone or trying to date someone, we often create the shoe, right? And we all know what the fucking shoe is. We all know. The shoe of happiness that drops into the pit of unhappiness after a certain period of time. I told him, chicken tendies, in essence, enjoy the fucking moment. Enjoy the moment of happiness you're experiencing with a person when dating. And try to stop yourself from creating the shoe. <laughs> you know, I, I, this is what I told him. You know, it's, it's very simple, my guy. Just stop. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Right? We both, we both started fucking laughing because of the irony in those simple directions, right? Because stopping yourself from self-sabotaging behavior can be equally the most difficult thing to do. And the easiest thing to do. And in my opinion, what makes it difficult is our fear. And I've spoken a lot about this. How fear really controls us and shapes our reactions to things and situations, especially in relationships. We fear when things are good. We fear when things are bad. We fear when things are stagnant and unmoving. With all of that fear comes a very consecutive series of choices that leads us to, inevitably, making questionable choices that make our journey arguably more difficult than it needs to be. And I notice I said questionable choices, not wrong. I want to step away from the terms right and wrong because I truly believe we make choices in a certain way 
in a certain order to learn more about something we know very little about. Obviously, that something is very conditional to your own personalized situation, but for the sake of this conversation, we'll use fear as the big one because it's something that a lot of us live with, a lot of us um, operate out of. Fear is like our headquarters, our HQ, right, in the big city. When we fear over the things that may or may not happen, we sometimes, oftentimes, create the shoe, right? Like the quote-unquote, they'll eventually leave me when they get to know how difficult I am. Everyone leaves, unquote, right? Then you subconsciously begin to show them, the other person, this made-up person, right? You subconsciously begin to show them the extremely over-exaggerated, quote-unquote, difficult parts of yourself to, again, subconsciously get them to see this shoe or this prophetic ending come to truth, come to light. This truth, the, the, the truth of this situation is that no one is easy. A lot of us are containers of decades of unresolved trauma. Because truth be told, many of us don't have safe places within ourselves or beyond ourselves to unpack our trauma and move past it, give it away, throw it out. So we bottle it up and stick it on a shelf to age silently until someone comes rubbaging in our cupboards, right? And starts opening up fucking jars, looking in the fucking jars, figuratively, of course, right? You know, I've used the analogy of our trauma and our stress being like a, a bag of garbage, right? And over time, we we push more and more things in said garbage bag and we walk around with it, Right. And eventually that food starts to decompose and it starts to smell. And then you're walking around with this smelly bag of garbage that you sleep with and it starts to affect your health and your well-being and all of that. I use these very specific targeted analogies to get you to see how toxic holding on to these things are, right? It, it eventually starts to poison the things around you. And when we have these jars of trauma, you know, and it's, it's not to say that it's this... Um, you know, I don't want to use the word cancer because, you know, a lot of us live with our trauma. And sometimes for a lot of us, our trauma never completely goes away. It gets better. It gets smaller. We're able to kind of pack it in a little bit smaller, but it never truly goes away, right? But as, as I was saying, you know, being human and holding on to generational trauma is not an uncommon thing, right? It's not uncommon, it's not unheard of. It's not like it's you're some freak because you do this. It's very common. A lot of us do it. It's not unheard of. Some have more than others, right? Some have shit that's more severe than others. If you look at it from a from a scale of, you know, mountain slash moho, but, you know, that's subjective, right, to the person. But it goes to stand that none of us are easy. Try to remove that from your mind if you have the expectation that you're going to find a person that's easy. Quote unquote, right? Air quotes. We all have our own shit to deal with and our own shit is stashed in cupboards in our minds. Some of us push it real fucking deep in the back and a lot of the times you think somebody's easy and then you, you're with them for 10 plus years and then on the 11th year they start to finally unpack that trauma around you. You're like, oh my God, who is this person? 
It's a fucking surprise. Just like, yeah, motherfucker, I've been burying that shit behind and now it's coming up because of one stressful thing in my life. Congratulations. Here it is. Right. So how do we begin to break out of the merry-go-round of the self-fulfilling prophecy? Because that's the point of that whole episode, right? To, to get, get y'all to understand, right? How do we break out of the merry-go-round of the self-fulfilling prophecy? Excellent fucking question. And I know that you guys are not going to like the fucking answer, but I'm going to give it to you anyways, because it's incredibly simple. Stop having expectations. Stop having expectations. Stop trying to control and create this perfect box to fit every experience in like your profile on Instagram. Not everything has to be aesthetically in line. Allow yourself to go into situations with the scales of I like this or I don't like this. Allow yourself to detach from the idea of thinking beyond that. Attach more to the idea of does this bring me pleasure or does this bring me fucking misery and choose where you want to go, right? If it brings you pleasure, continue going down the path of the pleasure, right? If it brings you fucking misery, maybe don't continue going down that path, right? And I told my friend, right? I told my chicken tendies friend, just like I'll tell all of you, nothing is forever. Everything ends eventually. Everything evolves and moves forward eventually. This ideology that everything needs to be a certain way. And we have to have a plan and we have to create the path of the shoe, right? All that does is serve the anxiety you have alongside of way, what may or may not be acceptable for your gender, age, or social status. We have a lot of relationship gurus and podcast people, interviewing people who talk about you know, the importance of a woman's body count, for example, or how much money a man makes, um, about what should or shouldn't operate in certain ways and what dictates um, a good relationship, right? Or based on what is or isn't marginally acceptable, like a woman being the bread, the breadwinner and the dad being a stay-at-home dad or vice versa, right? But you know what? You know what? All that matters, is that you take your head out of your ass long enough to understand that as long as it makes you happy, that's all that really matters. And if you lose people along the way in that journey, right, that's okay. Nothing that is meant to stay will leave forever. Because sometimes when you're on that path of, of self-fulfillment, right, and you're on that path of happiness, you'll have people kind of drop out of your life because they personally need to do their own leveling up and then they'll probably reintroduce themselves into your life a little later like, hey, sorry I was being a dick. I had to level up myself. I really think you're a great person. Blah, right? It's nice to be appreciated. And my Siri just decided to talk to me. That is creepy. Um... <laughs> But either way, I'm going to end today's episode because my Siri just scared the fucking shit out of me um, with the fact that I think that we're all wonderfully imperfect and we all have varying circumstances. And as long as you aren't afraid to face yourself and begin the journey of unpacking everything that makes you, you, right, you're going to be just fine. Everything is going to work out. Don't worry. Let yourself enjoy shits. 
Let yourself fucking be happy. Right? And if you haven't already, I'm going to keep reminding y'all. Don't forget to subscribe to my blog, The Daily Potato. All my links are updated on my socials, on my link tree. So all the information is there. Other than that, I love you all so much. I will see you or talk to you. You'll listen to me. I don't know. You guys will hear me next Tuesday. (laughs) All right, guys. I love you so much. Bye-bye now.